When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The countdown to the Orange Bowl is on. Here we go. Oklahoma. Looking deep. Yet to throw. Now takes a shot down the middle. Calcaterra's there. He's got it. It's a touchdown. Oh. Alabama. Tua fakes the give. Looks and finds a man loose and across the middle. Jacobs makes the grab. At the 10. Breaks a tackle. To the 5. He is in. Touchdown, Alabama. College Blue Bloods on a quest for another national championship. This is Crimson Conversations, presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors, proud partners of the Oklahoma Sooners and Alabama Crimson Tide. The right stuff, the right price. Academy. Our countdown to the Orange Bowl continues with Crimson Conversations. My name is Chris Plank, and of course, if you missed our conversation with Rashad Johnson as we talked a little OU Alabama as the countdown to the Orange Bowl inches closer towards the 7P kick on Saturday night. We went in depth with some of the things we see on the sidelines and obviously from Rashad, he was there from day one of the Nick Saban era. That's available in our archives right now. But let's head up to the broadcast booth, shall we? John Parker Wilson in his first year as an analyst on the Alabama Radio Network, Academy Sports and Outdoors continues its coverage of the Orange Bowl with Crimson Conversations. John, welcome to the podcast let's start by asking how have things been year one in the booth for you love it it's been fantastic you know i, I never had done this before this year so for especially the first game i was a little nervous not gonna lie of just the fear of the unknown but man it's been fun um ever since i've got in there of just you know staying around the program and it's been a it's been a heck of a year to get started this year with with two and everything else, so it's just been a blast. And, and, you know, hopefully they invite me back next year, you know? <laughs> if they don't, they're crazy, man. You're awesome. I really enjoyed getting to I appreciate it. To you. I appreciate it. So you mentioned Tua. 
Has this, what we view as kind of a, a an offensive mindset shift that Nick Saban has gone through to where they're up there with the best scoring offenses in the country, has this been kind of a schematic change or has this been more just about how special Tua is, in your opinion? Well, I think a little bit of both. Um, Mike Loxley's come in and, and brought some new stuff, to be honest with you. We're doing a lot of RPOs, a lot of new things that Alabama hadn't seen. And, and I think it kind of started with Lane Kiffin when he came in of, uh, changing the offense of being more, I, I guess you could call it modern, and, and Locks has done a great job. But I'm telling you, this year with Tua, with with guys like Jerry Judy, and and the ability to also run the ball off that, it's 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 just been tough on defenses to to prepare for this Alabama team. They've got so many weapons, so many different ways to beat you. So you know, early on in the year, it was okay. We're going to try to blitz Tua because he's a young quarterback. Well, they quickly figured out that was tough to do. So. Then they're going to play off off coverage and two deep safeties and try to take away some of these deep balls because earlier in the season Alabama was scoring quickly. I mean, three play drives here and had so many drives that lasted under a minute, just big plays, trying to take that away. And then, you know, defenses quickly learned that got three really good running backs. So it's just it, it's a very tough offense, and y'all y'all know how that goes. It's it's tough to try to say okay, we're going to try to make it a one dimensional team because. They can beat you so many different ways. John Parker Wilson is our guest. So with that in mind, what's kind of been your take on the development of Tua and how he's not just become the starting quarterback, but he's become the best of the best? I mean, probably wins the Heisman Trophy if he doesn't struggle or even get hurt in the SEC championship game. How impressed have you been, John, with his development? It's been pretty nice to watch, especially you know last year came in and we, and we saw some flashes, but it, most of it was in, in mop-up duty. Uh, when Alabama was up to a big league, so really didn't know what to expect. Came in, won the national championship, but but this whole year, um, I think he's gotten better. He's gotten, you know, he came in extremely accurate. I think that's one of his best things. Great feel in the pocket, can, but but he he has a great sense of reading defenses and understanding what they're trying to do and the ways to beat it, and has kind of a, that sixth sense of of knowing really good job at throwing guys open. And I think continuing to get deeper and deeper in this offense, I've seen him, it's tough to say see him grow, but he has gotten better, I feel like, from the first game to this game and uh, being able to uh, to adapt, right? Because right. defensive coordinators are smart, too. Kirby's smart, being able to say, okay, this didn't work in the first half. He can now change it and, and come up with new ways in the second half. You have a three-headed monster at running back and Damian Harris, Najee Harris, and Josh uh, Jacobs, who, of course, we're familiar with being an Oklahoma guy. You have about a six-headed monster at receiver uh, with the uh, Blitnikoff winner, Jerry Judy. Uh, you had an offensive line that was up for the Joe Moore Award. I mean, so many times when we talk about Alabama, it's all defense, but I'm having a hard time, John, finding a weakness on this offense. Yeah, the offense is pretty strong. Like I said, if you try to take away one thing, they're going to beat you with another Offensive line has probably been the most growth this year. Had a, some early changes early and on, but Ross Pierce Baker, our center, fifth-year guy, you know, started every game. Jonah Williams, I think one of the better left tackles that I've seen in recent memory. So there's just guys all around it, and you know, Josh Jacobs is one of those guys. And I know y'all hate him playing for Alabama now, but he's really a hybrid guy. He's going to be he's that NFL running back right now where. He can run the ball, and he's he is the the wrecking ball of the running group. He'll put his head down and run over anybody and look to run people over. 
but he's really good out of the backfield. And it's, um, you know, it's just, it, it's nice to see. And I hate Loxley's leaving because he's done such a good job of being able to get different guys the ball. I think we've got five draft eligible receivers. I include Irv Smith as one of those guys, our tight end. Um, and I tell you what, we still have a damn good defense too. Our offense is overshadowed, but the defense is still still getting it done. I got a couple couple guys that are going to draft get drafted pretty high on that side of the ball. So that's kind of crazy too to think about it, John. Because this, I'm a draft nerd, so I've been watching the Quinn and Williams showing up at number two. Mm. You see Raekwon in that top fifteen. You see guys that are just littered all over the top. 32 in that first round of the NFL draft, yet some people question it. Is that just I, – I don't get it, but this seems to be a defense that's loaded with talent. So good. Quentin Williams has been the biggest surprise, not talked about at all before the season. Raquan Davis, our defensive end, got all the pub, rightly so, but Quentin has been a game wrecker. I mean, has multiple double-digit tackles, uh, you know, against LSU, against – big-time opponents where they're trying to double-team him and take it away, but he is just a game-wrecker in the middle and frees up guys. You know, I don't know if Dylan, where Dylan Moses falls on that, but he's probably the quietest, most athletic player we have at linebacker. And the secondary came in this year, and, you know, it's tough to replace guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and every DB we had. All secondary is brand-new this year. No starters returning, and even with the injury of one of our cornerbacks, um, digs or in the season, they've, they've stepped up and just, they've gone about their business and I, and I really like the attitude of the defense of just continuing to make plays and, and tell you what, the SEC championship really showed me a lot about them. They were on the field, you know, in the first half, it was two to one time of possession and really sucked it up and then fourth quarter, you know, shut George out, didn't score a point in the fourth quarter. So I, 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 this team is, you know, like you said, I, there's not a lot of weaknesses to be honest with you. Where... I, I'm glad you brought that up as far as weaknesses are concerned. Where would you see a weakness in this Alabama team? I know some have just looked at special teams, but is that about the only area where you look at and think they could be vulnerable? Yeah, I mean, I, I would think kicking game just from the struggles that are well-documented that we've had this year with both um, field goals and extra points. I mean, that was, that was kind of a struggle. Hadn't really had to rely on them lately. Uh, I, you know, I thought it was going to come down to a kick in the, in the SEC championship, but – um, you know, if anything, it, w- it would be um, the injuries, but it seems like Alabama's been able to overcome that, even with a um, couple linebackers went down in the preseason, starting defensive back. Offensive line has had a little bit of injuries this year. So, you know, that's late in the season. I think that's what separates the good teams from the great teams because everybody gets hurt. Any team has to deal with injuries at a position you really don't want to have to deal with injuries at, but it takes depth. You got to be able to step up, and even when um, you know guys on the defense went out, a guy like LeBron Ray, who didn't have a lot of production until he had to have that production. When Isaiah Bugs went out against Auburn or whatever game it was, he stepped up and had ten tackles. You know, he had ten tackles the entire year, and then had ten tackles in one game. It's just, I think that's the depth what separates the great teams from the good ones. Before I let you go, how much changes if let's say the I don't even think the term is fusion, the zip tie of the ankle bones. Let's say it's not as as quickly healing as we think or whatever, and it has to be Jalen. Or let's say two is good and he's ready to go. How different is either the game plan or the approach offensively with Jalen as opposed to Tua or vice versa? Does it change much? I, I, I don't think it changed 
changes as much now as it, as it would have last year. I think Jalen's really developed as a quarterback. He threw some good balls against SEC Championship when he had to have them. And the nice thing about what Loxley's done is kind of done a little bit of both. Two is a pretty mobile quarterback also, so the run-pass option and the different things, you know, I, I think you, you have a, a special package for Jalen, but um, I, I think – he can go and win a game right now through the air, where last year I don't think a lot of people would have said that. And uh, he's gotten better. And I tell you what, you, we've seen it a couple of times this year where they're both on the, in the field together. And, and to be honest with you, I think that's tough to prepare. I mean, if I'm Oklahoma looking at Tua and Jalen both in the game at the same time, there's a lot of different things you can do on the offensive side of the ball with two athletic guys. Because it's not like one can't run. They both can. They're both dual threat guys, and it's just. Um, I hope to see it because it's fun to watch. But it's also, I mean, if I'm a defense coordinator, I don't, I don't know how to prepare for it. Great point. We even saw Tua catch a pass. Uh, or pardon me, pardon me, Jalen catch a pass in the in the SEC championship game. Hey, before I let you go, your thoughts on Oklahoma? I mean, I know we haven't gone too terribly in depth, John, but w- what do you see when you watch this Oklahoma football team on tape? Well, you know, the thing right here is like, oh, you know, they're they're Big Twelve team that can't hang with the SEC opponent. And I'll say, well, let's just look to last year and the and the. Um, Playoff game where they hung pretty pretty well with with uh, Georgia, so I, I'm not buying that at all. I think they're a good team. They're explosive. They could do a lot of things on offense. And when you can control the ball and dictate how you're going to go out there on offense and impose your will by scheme, by players, by doing different things, it's tough to prepare for. Now I think Coach Saban, obviously his background on defense, he'll have a good game plan. But this is a deep team. They're they're they can beat you in many ways, skilled players. Obviously, the Heisman Trophy has been doing a lot of things all year. So this scares me because it's a different attack than we're used to seeing, right? SEC is going to be a little bit different than y'all's conference. So something it's something different that you got to prepare for. And kind of like I was talking about the fear of the unknown earlier, That's there's a lot of different things when you give Lincoln Riley a month to prepare also, come up with some different plays that maybe he's been keeping in his back pocket. Um, that's why, you know, postseason play is so fun because you get to see matchups that you don't see during the, during the regular season, and you only got to beat them one game. It's not like you got to go win an eight-game conference schedule to get to the playoffs. You just got to go out and score 50 points and hope your defense holds a little bit, and um, I think that's the way this game's going to go. Crimson Conversations, presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Tomorrow, we get you ready for the Orange Bowl with Toby Rowland and the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, Eli Gold. It's all part of Crimson Conversations, presented by Academy. This has been Crimson Conversations, presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. The right stuff, the right price. Academy, the Orange Bowl. Tune in December 29th on the Crimson Tide Sports Network and on the Sooner Sports Network. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.